Hello and welcome to Learn in Public with Doug and Eric. I'm Doug. And I'm Eric. And this is episode three of our new show here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. The uh, one thing I want to mention up front is that if you have a question about any of the things that Eric and I talk about today, um, or uh, you have a question about your own online creative work or uh, online business that you're building, we would love to hear about that. Uh, and the best way to ask that question in a way that we will be able to respond to it in a future episode is by sharing a comment on YouTube. Uh, we would love to add as a third segment here questions that come in from listeners or viewers about your creative work or your online business. Because uh, that's what Eric and I are here for, to support each other on each of our paths uh, and also other folks who choose to, to follow along with us. We will um, also take ideas and advice. If you hear us say oh, something that you disagree with, please let us know um, because uh, we are learning too. <laughs> yeah, that's actually going to come into um, what I want to share since I'm in the hot seat this week, um, part of it is going to be kind of some new stuff I'm putting out there and a request for feedback from from others. So I'm really glad you pointed that out, Eric. Well, I think I know what that is because I actually watched one of those Ooh. last night and I thought it was yep. pretty cool. But we're going to save yeah. that for later. I like it. I like it. Um, since I'm in the hot seat, we got to hear from Eric first, some updates from the past week. Uh, Eric, what would you like to share to get us started? I have to say, I had another amazing week on a personal and business level. Personally, I just found a new sense of uh, words fail. But <laughs> I did an interview with my friend Angelo about it on his podcast, Simply Always Awake. Uh, if you want to see it, he uh, or his YouTube channel, Simply Always Awake, if you want to see that. Um, I watched it, the first half of it, by the way. It's a great, it's it a great was, interview. It was one of the, uh, I don't know, it was just an amazing day and it's been an amazing week. And second, I had... Well, hold uh, on, hold on. You got to give give a little bit of a snapshot of like... Um, yeah, give, give a brief description or teaser of like what what that was or how it... It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to share I've, that without going into the whole story, but like... I think I told Angelo it's, it's effing ineffable. And <laughs> I... Um, yeah, it uh in a in one sentence maybe I would say the uh what I took myself to be completely changed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's yeah. never happened to me before in my life and I still don't feel like it was a thing that happened to me uh, yeah it's just i was gonna write new sense of self as i was if i were to summarize what you said but it's not even that because it's not i no. watch part of the show so it's a little bit of releasing of the self My, so um it it's this feels, new sense of being yeah it feels um, like something that was me isn't 
me anymore, but there's still a me there. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's a yeah, nice little teaser for folks who maybe want to go check out that conversation. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is completely kind of different than this, uh, but <laughs> not because for me, my business is very much tied to who I am. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it is for a lot of us, not all of us, but I mean, for you and I, definitely. Yeah. I think um, for folks that are that enjoy our vibe uh, and kind of sure. how we approach this work, I think it, it's it's similar. So yeah, and so that that was one thing, and then along those same lines, my the what I'm thinking about for the future and business wise, things have aligned with that really perfectly. I talked with. Uh, somebody again who got in touch with me who uh, wants to do a trade for some uh, sponsorship time on the podcast for his project uh, to help me grow the business he is in the uh, he does marketing and online helping online creators basically and he also has uh, a product called magic kids um, so we have this partnership going that just kind of magically came out of the universe and i'm really excited to be working with bradley cool yeah um so nice. those are the highlights nice that you can kind of bring like a, a trade um into right it. yeah that's what i thought too it was um you know like let's let's work together yeah since that actually there's a piece of that that relates to what i um we'll be sharing in, in my update today. I'm curious about the sponsorship side of the, the podcast. Um, and generally maybe, maybe I'll put a pin in that. Cause I'll, um, I'll bring that in with, with my share. Uh, are there any other, any updates? I didn't mean to kind of interrupt no, you uh-uh, there, but that's pretty uh, much it. We were gonna couple, couple gonna going to try and make this segment quick. So yeah, um, I'll say that, that that pretty much does it. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. So hop in that hot seat. Yeah. Well, uh, last week I mentioned how I had kind of just got a new YouTube channel uh, set up, a Doug Neal channel to kind of complement um, the verbal to visual YouTube channel. Uh, already I have kind of come to a, a different place and it might not continue developing the Doug Neal channel and might be focusing exclusively on verbal to visual. Uh, but to, I guess, kind of zoom out a little bit and work our way in here. Um, in thinking about where kind of the role that, that video plays within my creative work and and online business, the, the video side of things for me, um, kind of serves two roles, I guess. It serves the purpose of marketing in that uh, it's the way that people find out about my work. Um, YouTube is the only place where I'm I'm publishing my my stuff outside mm-hmm. of blog posts on verbaltovisual.com. Uh, so that's how folks are most likely to come across it on YouTube. Um, but it also is a source of revenue through YouTube's AdSense program, right. uh, which is something that I didn't use at first and doesn't make up a huge, it, it's kind of like, I think roughly the 
income that I get from YouTube is about like one tenth of what I get from uh, verbal to visual memberships. That's sure. the the other side of my kind of revenue pie is, uh, you know, the, the single thing that I offer as a, as a service is, right. um, that membership to verbal to visual where folks can, uh, get access to sketchnoting courses and kind of the workshops that we do there each week and connect with other visual thinkers. Um, I just upgraded so, to a year. Oh, Hey, uh, look last at you. Week. Hey, thanks yeah. for doing that. That's really cool. excited about it. I love That's it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's nice to be. I do like that focus on the the offer side of it's just one one membership that gets you everything, but there is like there's a monthly plan or an annual plan. So there's still options for folks to kind of like test the waters a little bit, and if they like it and want to save some money, they can do the the annual plan thing. Can, can I jump in here with a question? Please do. Um, so you you have a week free. Then mm -hmm. you have a monthly plan and then you have an annual plan. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested in starting a community as well. I'm, I'm just wondering like how you decided that whole thing, because pricing is such a difficult topic. And oh I think if gosh, you could just yes, quickly is. kind of share with people oh, how you made that decision. Um, through trial and error and experimentation. Um, some things I've done in the past was, uh, I used to sell each course individually, like a one-time fee for lifetime access to each of the individual courses. I also had some bundles where you could get a handful of courses together for kind of a discounted price. Um, uh, when I switched over to Mighty Networks, um, I kept that model of pricing per course, but then added like, and if you want access to these extra community events, then you can also sign up for the verbal to visual community. That's when it oh, felt okay. like it got messy. I had pricing per courses and I had a community. Um, some things overlapped, some things were separate. It just felt too, it felt too complicated. So okay. I wanted to simplify it all down to like one offering, a single membership, um, get you access to everything. And then at first I just had monthly. Uh, when I first switched to a membership only model, uh, it was just the, the monthly option. And I think I started it out at what it is now, which is $19 per month, which is kind of on the lower end of the spectrum for, for mighty networks. I think a number they encourage, encourage is about 40, 49 or so yeah, dollars it, per month. Yeah. 40, 40 somewhere something. in the forties. Yeah. Um, with the idea of like, okay, build a, build a smaller, vibrant community as opposed to a larger, um, maybe less vibrant though. I feel like verbal to visual is, is pretty, pretty vibrant. I and there's so just too. something, there's something I like about that price point, um, in terms of it being like, I want it to be affordable. Um, so I like, I like that aspect of it. I noticed with the monthly, like when I first introduced it, it, um, it steadily grew over time. Like one of the things that I pay attention to is this concept of monthly recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, MRR is a term that you'll hear in, in business speak. Um, <laughs> and that's like, that's the benefit of going with the membership model is that your monthly income is more stable. 
there's going to be ups and downs because a certain number of people will cancel, a certain number of people will sign up each month, yeah. but generally you can kind of see where things are going. That's how it is um, with the Patreon for the podcast. Same oh, thing. yeah, I bet some so. Some people sign okay. up for a year, some people pay monthly. Yeah. Um, what I noticed is that when I only had the monthly option, it grew, it grew steadily for a while, but then it flattened out. I was like, that's interesting. So like month to month, kind of like the same number of people were canceling as subscribing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, that that's interesting. I would like that to be higher. So like, let's try adding in an annual subscription, um, at a, at a discount. I think the annual, uh, is one forty nine. So it's a pretty decent, um, I think it's a 35% discount for yeah. doing the year. And, you know, it's kind of a, it can be an easier decision for folks who join and like it and be like, okay, let me just pay for this once a year and I get to hang out. And it's like, I don't have to worry about it every month. Um, it's a level of commitment. And uh, uh, and that caused me to then see like, oh, then again, once I introduced the annual, it kind of started, the MRR started steadily climbing up again. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how I landed you know, you're, you're throwing a dart at a board when it comes to pricing and like hoping you get someplace sure. that kind of works out pretty well. Um, but that's what I landed on. Both of those have a, no matter what you sign up for, there's a week long free trial and you can switch from one to the other um, once you're inside a verbal to visual, as Eric mentioned. Cool. That'll make Thank sense. You. Yeah, it does. Thank yeah. you. Um, so... I felt pretty good about that. And generally I feel good about kind of what's going on inside of verbal to visual. Uh, so that's, we've got a nice set of like, uh, we've got a good cadence in terms of what goes on there each week and, uh, the ways in which folks are participating. That feels good. Um, which is kind of why I, in terms of kind of developing new things or experimenting, that's what I'm doing on the, the YouTube channel right now. Um, because I feel like a phrase that I've used for years now is that um, I don't feel like I've hit my stride on YouTube and I want to. Like I've done experimentation with a bunch of different formats. I'll stick with something for a while, but then change it up. And um, You got a lot uh, of followers. It, it's slowly, it, it's growing, uh, slow but steady. Um, yeah. Something around like 82,000 maybe yep. at, the, at the moment. 80s, I saw um, I think it's around like five or 600 per month or so is a, is a number of folks that are joining there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the views on any individual video that I put out are relatively low um, or at least like lower than I want them to be. Like mm-hmm. it takes them a while to even get to like a thousand views takes okay. quite a while. So there's not the, and, and that's common, you know, it's going to be some small percentage of your total subscribers that actually view um any individual video depending on where you're at. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't expect 82,000, I don't expect everyone to watch, you know, every video, but I would like to kind of bump up to try to find a, a format that I enjoy making that others, others enjoy watching. And that just like feels, feels like there's some momentum going with the, the YouTube channel. Do you ever use anything to like to, uh, um, to get information about like what's a good title, like there's there's this website called Tube Buddy um, mm-hmm. that I, I saw 
Tepoha Poha talk about. I don't know if that's yeah. how you say his name. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. He was doing his whole like behind the scenes, here's how I do YouTube video. And he said, oh, I, and then I check the title in TubeBuddy to see if it's going to, you know, like if it hits all the things. Yeah. I briefly looked at a couple of those. TubeBuddy is one. VidIQ is another that I explored not too long ago. They are kind of like... Uh, yeah, tools that help with SEO uh, mm -hmm. in a way, like help you see what other people are searching for. Some of them even give suggestions about like titles for new videos that you might make. Um, I'm not very interested in, in that. So okay. like this gets into like how much of the YouTube game do I want to play? Right. Um, which kind of actually gets into the the main question that I've been asking myself as it relates to... Um, the creation of videos on, on YouTube, this question of what am I optimizing for? Mm. Um, this comes from uh, an interview that I sketch noted years ago now between Jim Collins, author of uh, the book Good to Great, um, uh, and some other books that I'm forgetting now. Uh, Jim Collins <laughs> went on Tim Ferriss's podcast and mm -hmm. had a great conversation. Um, and one of the things that he talked about was, um, as he thinks about his day and his life, what is it that he's optimizing for? I don't remember the specifics. One of them was like time spent with family, time engaging in meaningful work. But like, uh, I think this is a good question for people like us to explore and try to answer for ourselves um, as it relates to life in general. But then maybe specifically zooming in on the the things that you're making so right. as i was asking myself this question uh as it relates to the the videos that i make um an interesting thing came up in that uh realizing how much time i spend editing with my typical video is kind of um ridiculous like i don't <laughs> I can edit. I know how to like do, I mean, relatively basic video edits. Mm -hmm. um, I don't particularly like enjoy it. Um, oh. So no, I've kind of good. realized that, huh, okay. Um, maybe I want to land at the, <laughs> at the, at the smaller side of this, like time spent editing mm -hmm. um, section uh, and kind of the, the reverse of that or what that could create the space that that could create could be dedicated to time spent learning new things, reading books, listening to podcasts, and actually doing my own sketch noting. Um, so that's what I kind of want to optimize for. And again, this is gotcha. This can be little and lots. Um, another of the things that kind of came up as I uh, was thinking about the, the two YouTube channels, Verbal to Visual as a place to support sketchnoters, Doug Neal as a place to just share interesting ideas. Mm -hmm. I mentioned how like there are two distinct audiences that I was hoping to make videos for. Mm -hmm. uh, Verbal to Visual being this kind of narrow audience of people individual into visual note taking the Doug Neal YouTube channel being very broad and like people interested in um, 
interesting ideas. Uh, um, and once that was out there, that I, I mentioned before, like how sometimes you kind of just need to put stuff out there and like taste it to see if you like how it feels. Oh, totally. Um, I get that. <laughs> once I put that out there, I think I I realized that um, the the desire there was less appeal to reach that mass audience uh, or attempt to reach that mass audience with yeah. the, the Doug Neal YouTube channel. So, so it tasted like, funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I realized that like, once I put that first video out, as I was thinking of, you know, brainstorming future videos and getting excited about a bunch of them, they all fell into the verbal to visual bucket. And mm -hmm. I wasn't like getting excited about making videos for the Doug Neal YouTube channel. Um, okay. it's like, okay, maybe I'm okay going with, um, a narrow audience as opposed to a, a broad audience. Mm -hmm. Most, you know, business builders will tell you that it's all, it, it happens to be easier to build something for a, a, a well-defined group of people as opposed to a broad group of people. So that yeah. kind of fits within that advice as well. And it's um, also difficult sometimes to start from scratch with a new project when you're already, you know, like so much of your time is in something else absolutely. that's working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm running yeah. into this same thing. So I, I feel all this very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is something that comes up again and again, every time, like the, the idea of starting something new is tantalizing because there's like that new energy to it. This right. came up kind of last week with uh, kind of what we explored with you with um, Awaken Your Myth and Listen to Sleep. Um, uh, I think it's easy to underestimate even just the mental strain of like, okay, now there's two things I have to be working on instead yeah. of just one thing. Uh, regardless of like the time spent on each of those, like the mental... Um, shifting or how much space that can take up in your brain yeah. uh, is not insignificant. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I agree. The last one that I'll add here is uh, related to the feel of my videos. Um, where I'm landing currently, and this gets to kind of a new format that it sounds like you have seen, Eric, um, in on one side of video creation can be in person, real time, like what we're doing with this show here. Um, there can also on the other side be this kind of like fast and fancy form of editing that people are probably more familiar with on YouTube, like quick jump cuts, lots of, um, scenes, imagery pulled in from like story blocks or, you know, uh, whatever video references people are using, mm -hmm. um, kind of high, high stimulus type of, of video. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of recognizing that I don't want to do the, the fast and fancy thing. I don't think I want to have all these like quick jump cuts. And I think I want to try not even like speeding up the drawing of my videos, it's been kind of my main approach for the videos that I made for years has, has been to record the sketch note as I draw and write things out and then record my narration separately. 
Mm -hmm. so that I can speed up my drawing and writing to fit with the narration, mm -hmm. which is kind of a cool format. But for teaching visual note taking, um, it, it might not be the best because like you're not, there's a little bit of a disconnect when one thing is sped up and the other thing is not, I guess. Yeah. I think you're, you're kind of, I, I get, I get what you're saying. And I think you're, you're getting more in touch with your inner Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Bob never sped anything up. Right. <laughs> Bob took his time, you know, and uh, um, that was one thing I definitely got from this new style. I thought it was really like it had that Bob Ross feel to it. And, you know, like you, you get the sound of the marker on the paper and there's just like, it's like spending some time together, um, yeah. which I, I really liked. So I'm kind of excited for you to, to see what this, you know, what this turns into. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned, um, Bob Ross because that there is someone else. It wasn't Bob Ross that specifically I had in mind, but I do think he is a good kind of reference point. Um, I've been getting into Adam, Adam Savage's um, tested YouTube channel. I don't know if you're familiar, Eric, with Adam Savage. He no. was one of the co-hosts of Mythbusters. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Before that work, he was involved in the movie industry, um, making these models that were used in movies right. like Star Wars and like cool, interesting props. Right. Um, so his YouTube channel is, uh, uh, it's called Ab Adam Savage's Tested. It's like a, a maker. It's a channel for makers, kind of cool. of all kinds. So like he's got this cool workshop where he's just, he's building things all the time and he just documents them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a lot of his, occasionally there will be these little like time-lapse sections, but a lot of it's in real time. It's kind of slower paced. He's talking through what he's doing. There's not this sense of like rushedness to, yeah. you know, he's not trying to make like three minute videos um, right. to, you know, explain something super short. There's a, there's a pace and a feel to his work that is also kind of similar to, to Bob Ross um that i uh appreciate i feel like he's got uh yeah That's kind cool. of he's got kind of messy messy hair uh, <laughs> bob ross has got the the afro um so yeah that was just a helpful reference point for me um and i think a a, a person and a type of work that influenced how i want to try making videos myself. So I guess to summarize where I'm at and, and put this out as a request for feedback, um, to hear how these types of videos that are landing to other people, I, I got to pull this index card off my, um, the screen and off the wall in front of me. Like I came to the decision uh, it'll probably be hard to see, see this a few days ago that like my goal is zero editing, doing it all live, like starting today. Mm. Um, and the thing that feels important to me about that is like once you, once you allow yourself to, if you know that you're going to edit the video, you, it's harder to keep your, your pace going uh, it's too easy to like 
reword something a hundred times until you feel like you got it right or sure. to feel like you messed up the drawing and you have to start over. Yeah. Like, and there's something about the commitment to doing it real time um, that feels important. Um, so that's kind of what I'm committing to. And the thing that I now need to get good at is uh, writing and drawing at the same time, basically, yeah. <laughs> which, which can be a, a hard thing, but um that's what I'm working on. Uh, I've got a bunch of videos that you mean writing and drawing at the same time or speaking and drawing at the same time. All of those things, actually. All of yeah, those I things. said it wrong, but um, drawing and speaking at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob Ross. Huh? Yeah. He, yeah. He, <laughs> happy little clouds. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. That felt a bit rambly, but um, no, not at all. That was. Uh, that was really that's very interesting because see I'm I'm at the other end of that. I love editing and mm. um and part of what I loved about my TikTok channel when I was making the walks with Bodhi videos um yeah. which I kind of I I pretty much stopped doing that at the beginning of the summer. Um but I loved taking all those shots, you know, a 60 second video would be 30 shots, you know, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. And it was mm. quick cuts, but to make something peaceful. So there was this oh, strange yeah. kind of juxtaposition to it. Um, but I kind of burned out on it, basically. Mm. And I wanted to do something longer form, which is kind of what I'm hoping YouTube uh, will wind up being and I spent some time this morning doing that but I get what you're saying where you know like you you really got to find your groove of what is the thing you want to make consistently and mm -hmm. fits with who you are um, can we go back to the optimizing thing for a minute I have a question for you yeah and I'd be curious to hear for you if there are other things that you optimize for but go ahead with your question well, when you, you kind of like, uh, you said you looked at optimizing like the, um, uh, through TubeBuddy and optimizing the titles and stuff. I, I was wondering why you decided that wasn't something you wanted to do, because it seems like mm -hmm. if you're putting all this work in and one title will get more viewers than another, like it's just, you know, because somebody who knows how to make the algorithm works. If you make your, do you make your titles before your video? Do you make a title and then go, I'm going to make this video. That's kind of what, uh, I think Teppo was saying he does, or do you make your video and then put a title on it after, which is like what I do. Yeah. That's something that I'm, uh, kind of trying to shift right now, actually. Um, I do, the things that I want to have before I start recording um, are like index card brainstorms. So I want, you know, a reference. I want a visual reference before I, I hit record. I do mm -hmm. want to have both the, the title of the video, at least brainstormed, but then also the um, like one paragraph description for the blog post. Okay. Um, I mentioned that because like, 
a hindrance for me sometimes in getting videos out. Like you'll finish a video and then you realize, man, I still have to come up with a title. I still have to come up with a description and a thumbnail. I have to write the blog post. Depending on what you're doing, there can be so many steps after you finish the video. And right. that just is, is frustrating. Um, so that's why I've decided to like try creating all of these things first. Mm-hmm. They also help you think through the video so that um, it's a quicker transition from making the video to publishing it. And I will say that it is this, this right here, um, plus the thumbnail, those are the two places where I do try to experiment and like uh, adjust titles until it feels like it's, it's something that's most likely to, um, hit the, the YouTube algorithm well. Um, so even if I'm not like using those tools necessarily directly to, to do that, you can still use just your built-in analytics inside of YouTube to see um, kind of your click-through rate as you experiment with different titles. Give it one title for a day, the next day switch it to a different title, see if your click-through rate changes. Oh, that's um, cool. You can yeah, do that with titles that. and thumbnails. I haven't spent a ton of time on that. Um, and again, like this is one of the things where I go back and forth. Like I, I probably should spend a little time there. I don't want to spend a lot of time there. Uh, and I think my channel and my business will be fine. Um, even if I don't spend an hour each day experimenting with titles and thumbnails. Ultimately it's better to have good stuff than to have good titles. If you can get both, you know, all the better, right? It's uh, well, not insignificant, kind of, though, for sure. Like the This kind of leads me to what we were going to finish with today yeah. was yeah. going through what do we call this and what's the description. Do you oh, think next transition. week we should try doing this podcast episode like you do your videos where we start with going, what's this called? What are we going to talk mm. about? And and just try that, like flip it around, do it this way this week, do it the other way next week. That's interesting. Um, uh, it feels like, I think if, if we, so next week you're going to be in the hot seat. I'm in the hot uh, seat. And I feel like the title and description of our show here is going to be more, it's going to come from the hot seat as opposed to like the, you know, maybe smaller updates in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it making sense. Like, if you wanted to, this would kind of be on you we could workshop it at the beginning if you wanted real um, quick you yeah, could try we could just to do it together yeah just as an exercise of being okay like what's the what's the title and thumbnail or what's the title and description as we get into this conversation and you could uh, kind of walk that's a good me framing. through your process which i think is really interesting because i never do it that way and i th- yeah. and i would like to yeah let's try it yeah i like that because then that, that also like does a good job of framing what's coming next like yeah. um as opposed to you know people following along here might not necessarily they might not have known where i was going as i started talking about videos and whatever if, if i had identified or if we had identified a title um, but they will by the time they see it because they're going to see the title which is what we're going to do now that's really interesting <laughs> um let's get to that so what uh what do you think the title of this episode of, of Learn in Public with Doug and Eric should be. Mm. 
we can do some brainstorming. Um, I'll think about I it too. think, let's see, you talked about. Well, I'm seeing this. Right I, I think here. what am I optimizing for is pretty good. Yeah. Or um, something along those lines. What what are you optimizing for? Because yeah. people are going to people are going to be like they're going to have questions like, oh, what do I optimize for? So if we phrase it that way, that's probably better. Yeah. I like that. Um, let's go with it. Okay. Uh, thumbnail. What we've been doing um, for the YouTube thumbnails for this show here is, you know, keep keep me in a corner. We put Eric in, in the other corner, just as, as you're seeing on this video. <laughs> stay um, in your corner. <laughs> stay in your corner. Don't... <laughs> Put you over here. Don't come over here. Like, couldn't get over there if I wanted uh, to. <laughs> Wait, which side am I? I don't. I don't know which side I'm on. <laughs> um, but like the a thing about YouTube, like you pointed this out with some of our earlier episodes. If this, if you know, we put the full kind of sketch in the background, that's not a very good thumbnail um, because it's mm -hmm. people aren't going to be able to see any of the details when they're looking at the thumbnail version of this. Right. So. I kind of want to zoom in on like Bob Ross and, and Adam Savage a little bit. Cause like that's, you sure. get some people in there and you kind of get the, the spectrums a little bit that we were talking about. Um, yeah. Does that feel like a good frame for, uh, for a thumbnail you think? Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That sounds good. All right. So we'll yeah. do, we'll do that. And what I, just to speak through that process, since um, I edit these videos, like I take Eric's, image which as i'm seeing it he's got his green screen in the background i'll put him over there uh and then within adobe premiere pro one of these frames here i will just export that uh to use as the thumbnail image uh so that we have that in place can we um can we maybe take and put bob and adam next to each other and put what are you optimizing for over Ooh, the sure. top kind of and make like yeah. a new because you can a little title yeah you're like you got uh all the all the editing capabilities with your tablet there yeah cool stay pretty zoomed in and then maybe i'll get a different color here and say here's it here's the thing actually i want to try this since since the title of the video is what are you optimizing for sure. when i see like people using doesn't need to be a thumbnail yeah. yeah it's some but there is always something usually like it but it's a different phrase than what the title is mm -hmm. um so i want to uh i want to refer to something these that's about these guys okay um so maybe like uh let's do a bob ross quote because that's going to be like probably the most resonant or recognizable happy little um, clouds could be happy little clouds. Does he say something about like there are no mistakes or he does? Um, yeah, yeah. There are no. I like there are no mistakes. That's good. There are or, no mistakes. Um, happy little clouds is going to be more recognizable for sure. We could also have doing it live, um, but that's not from. That's just what right. he does, not like the yeah. what he says. That's the um, O'Reilly uh, rant quote from way back when. But um, 
Moroff's quotes. This is what I always do. <laughs> Happy little accidents. He had a book oh, called Happy yeah, let's, Little Accidents. Let's go. Let's do that. that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. I didn't know Bob Ross wrote a book. That's great. I'm going to make that a little bigger, even. Um, cool. I like that. Even better. Okay. Uh, we've got some, some text to stand out. Plus some sketches there. Cool. Thanks for doing that at the end of the show here. We hope that that's a helpful things for viewers and listeners to like see us work through that process in, in real time. Um, and so what did we learn today? What did we learn today? Yeah. I, I with, once so, again, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I feel like for me, the way I came into this is like, okay, I wanted to have a place to, to share my, how I'm currently thinking about making videos, um, to see if like, I might be on the wrong track, right? Like there's still testing to be had, you know, I still have to make these types of videos, put them out and see how other people react. But a conversation like this part of it is to see like for Eric to be able to look and he knows my work well enough to see if like, are there any red flags here about the way I'm creating it? Is there alignment with like who I am and also who I'm trying to serve with my work? Um, so Eric, do you see any red flags in my approach that I described? Um, I don't, I see that like you just, you know, I would run with it and see what happens, you know, like I noticed you made your, your first video was 30 minutes. Um, and that, you know, like that's a good, a good place to start. See where, see what people watch. You know, I didn't watch it all the way to the end, but I was also kind of doing something else while I was watching it. Um, but I loved the vibe. And like I said, I also kind of like, I was thinking maybe if you just turned up the, the marker sound just there, because <laughs> I loved that sound. I love, it was just, because you don't get any of that with the, when you're doing the tablet, you know? Yeah. But, or um, when you're but, doing the sped up, if the sketching right. is sped up, like yeah. I cut the sound out. Um, yeah. So that is, I want, I want the soundtrack to be marks being made on the page. So I like that. Yeah. Or if you had a pencil sometimes that would also oh, yeah. make a great sound. So you could almost like bring in this just ASMR kind of very cool audio aspect. Uh, yeah. But I love it. And I, you know, like I was like, oh, this is fun because I had actually asked in your uh, community, like, can you do like some more of the drawing part? Because I'm not much of a drawer. My sketch notes are mostly notes. So anyway, I, I think it's great. And I'm, I'm fully enthusiastic behind you continuing. Awesome. Thank you. That's kind of what, what I needed to hear. Um, how about you? Any, any takeaways or highlights that you would like to identify at the end of the show here? Um, I think I really enjoyed hearing how you uh, priced your membership. That was, that's, I think that's really valuable stuff. Um, and I would encourage anybody else who has questions about that to definitely ask Doug. I haven't got mine going yet. So um, that was useful for me. Um, yeah. So that was that was a big, uh, uh, big thing for me. So thank you for that. And the whole thing, I think so this was sure. 
good episode. Yeah. Well, Eric, thanks for chatting. Uh, viewers and listeners, thanks for following along. Another reminder, if you want to share a question that we can respond to in a future episode, uh, drop that in a YouTube comment. and uh, Or on we'll Spotify. Time. Yeah, or on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Go check us out there too. The video version is also on Spotify if you didn't know yep. that. Um, it's really cool. All right. All right we'll see care. you all next week. Bye.